through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Kind of poor stuff. Just the true story of three strangers picked to work at camp together and have their lives monitored. Possibly stopping play and start getting real on Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them. Papito. The BMV is finest. Rock Road Elementary Class of 06 Valedictorian. Mansfield's finest. Audit. You are back in Mansfield officially, so it does make sense that you would now add that back into your repertoire. I do have to add that back so niggas know, so the bitches know, so everybody know I am back in the field and I am still the finest. Are like a bunch of people even up there? No. Um, <laughs> there, there is not a bunch of people still up here. It's mainly like upperclassmen who live off campus. But not even many at that, because a lot of them just didn't come back if most of their classes were online. And then some freshmen who were allowed to live on campus due to, like, special circumstances. I don't even know what that means. Nor do I really care, because they freshmen. Mm. So it's it's, it's going to be a dry uh, semester for you up there. I mean, it will be pretty dry. Oh, but at least you get Norm back. I will be getting Norm on Wednesday. Oh, Mm. Um. So I guess before we start, just get a couple things out of the way. You know, the merch is still live. Hit the uh, link in our bio. If you missed the giveaway, more stuff is coming soon. Um. You know, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We appreciate everybody who's been listening. Everybody who supports the podcast, we do appreciate you. Um. This past week on Friday, switched up the happy hour edition to a little trivia cast. Uh. It was it was something to say the least. Uh, an electric ending. Uh, one to be remembered for sure. <laughs> Yo, the pe- go listen. If you haven't listened, go listen. The people who I've talked to have listened to it, probably like 10, 15 people. They were all like, this might be one of the funnest episodes I've heard. We we turned up. Dude, it was just it, like, it's something that you you can't plan that. And it was just so incredible how it all went down. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that uh, we'll probably try to do that. I don't know. We're figuring out the kinks, but it might be like once or twice a month on the Friday episodes. Do trivia, get some people in here. You know, donate money, cash prizes. You know, oh nope, never mind. It's gonna keep going. I'll cut that out. No one will even know what I said. Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's start this off. We'll talk about something light. You know, something easy to get into. Is there ever a time that you should break your lease and just completely like fuck your roommate? Like they're they're out and dry. Yes. You say yes. Yeah. Um, My best answer would be no, but what is your yes? I feel like if your roommate is putting you in situations that could potentially endanger your life, then that's probably a good excuse to break your lease. Um. Digging from a previous lease where a drug dealer slash felon was moved into my apartment without my know-how or say wasn't a great situation. Um, I had agreed to live there for a year, but I bounced like three months early. And no, my name wasn't on the lease, but if it had been on the lease, I would have broken that lease. I personally, I'm not mad at you moving out on the lease. But I don't think there's ever a situation where you can break a lease. And I say that if you move out because you can't do it anymore or it doesn't work for you, 
I'm okay with that. But I still need you to come with your half of this rent and utility. Not the utility, because you're not living here no more. I still need you to come with this half of the rent. Because in all of my experience with people I've heard who broke the lease, it usually fucks the other person. Because they usually didn't intend to live there and pay all of it by themselves. So now somebody just got fucked because y'all broke the lease. So if you break the lease to me, I don't agree with it. I'm cool with like moving out on the lease. But if you break it, you got to still pay your half of bonds. Yeah, but who's going to move out and pay two rents? Like, um, That's incentive for you not to break the lease. Because you're like, damn, I'm going to finish it out because I want to pay two rents. I'll move out when it's over. And then whatever your issue is, we can squash it. We can still be friends. We maybe not be friends. But I do know a couple people, good men, who did decide that the situation they was in isn't what they wanted. They got their own spot, and they did pay both leases still. They paid their half of the rent, and they rented their own place. Interesting. They must have been rolling in the money then. Uh, I mean, he had a little song. He wasn't rolling in no money. I don't know. If you're, like, if you're in Paige's situation where there's, like, someone who moved in, and they're, like, there's just some shit that's going on that you can't be about, and you're, like, yo, this is not a good look, like, my life could be a danger, especially with like drugs and shit. I can see you breaking that lease and moving out in a heartbeat. Yeah, and then somebody's broken a lease on me too. So when I and it wasn't even anything bad. We just argued. You all know who I'm talking about. But we just argued so much that she just like bounced a month early. So I was fucked the very last month. Got no payment, no rent money. Even had to finish the deposit for the water and electric. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. I couldn't do it, but I would. If I was in a situation where I moved out on the lease, I'd still pay my half. I just also don't see myself getting into a situation where I'd be that upset with somebody where we gonna move on. Because if I feel like you violated me enough to where I gotta now break my lease, that just means anything go now. So I'm gonna stay there. And I'm going to do whatever I want as well. So if life sucks for me, life's going to suck for you. The thing with Paige's last situation, though, is like it was a month. Like, could you really, even if you moved out, you could have at least paid stuff. Like, th there is a difference between, you know, a prior situation where like some shit's going down where you just don't fuck with it compared to like you and your roommate have beef, but you just leave a month early and just like go ghost. Like, you're just a shitty person for that. Was not great by any means, but well, don't have to deal with her anymore, so that's good. Have, so, as you've never broken a lease, I have not in my life broke a lease. Because I was trying to think of what kind of like fees and shit that you're going to get hit for if you break that lease. You said what type of what? Like what type of fees and penalties um, and all that you're going to hit with? I haven't broken a lease, but I've like moved out early, and even when I did that, like I don't have roommates or nothing. But if, actually, me and Dev had a, me and Dev were roommates the first year we broke up. Not broke, but like moved out of our lease. But even at that, we still had to pay the rest of our lease to leave. Yeah. Like she wasn't like, oh, you can leave now and it's cool. She was like, oh, where? Yeah, give me the next two months and y'all can do whatever y'all want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I was always like taught it's supposed to go. So I wasn't like pressed because I was trying to go back home at the time. So Paige, when that person broke your lease, what happened to them? Or was it just not a thing that was talked about because it was like a silent breaking between you and her? 
Um, she just like moved all her shit out one day, moved in with her boyfriend, you know, and was like, "Oh yeah, here you go. I'm I'm out," and just kind of left it. Mm. Didn't say anything. Didn't offer to pay the last month. Nothing. Yeah, that's fucking wild to me. She also threw a pin at me when I asked her to pay her bills on time. Like she was like two months late on paying me the Wi-Fi. And I asked her about it and she got so pissed that she threw a pin at me after she wrote me a check. I was like, oh, okay, well. I never fucking get people. It's it's literally a bill. Just pay it and keep moving. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But it was the same one that I had to constantly ask to clean her dishes, do like move her laundry. Pick up after her shit. Like, I was more her mom than anything. So, that's one rule number one out of two. There's three big living rules. Rule number one you can't live with friends. I tell everybody I know this. I was told this. If you're friends with somebody, living with them is not an option. Because I'm not going to live with anyone I'm friends with. Because then I'm going to probably let my friend at the time, even if it's starting to dwindle, I might let my friend get over with more than I would a regular person or vice versa. Because it's just somebody I'm cool with. Nigga, when the bills do, you're going to pay me. You ain't going to be no month or two late. I'm going to come knock on your door, bro. Where the fuck the money? But if you're my boy, it's like, oh, you got me next month? You got me next month. Oh, you got me next, next month? All right, just come give me next, next month. And I'm not going to have that happen. Well, I, it was under my name, so I called and changed the password one month in, and she still didn't pay me. Did it call to do that? Yeah, to, to change the Wi-Fi password. Um, I can do that for my phone, but not for that. Um, yeah, I just called and changed it, so she couldn't use it. <laughs> and it still took her another month to pay me. <laughs> I was like, okay. What are those other two rules, as? You never, you never live with your roommates. That's rule number one. Rule number two is you always, you fucking never do a month to month. Everybody I know to month has got fucked. You don't do anything less than eight months. The people who do the month to month, the issue with that is your landlord can hit you and just be like, you know what, I'm not, uh, I got someone who's ready to sign a year long, so you got to go at the end of the month. Or they're going to be showing your apartment that whole month because you haven't signed any long-term commitment. So I'm going to be like hitting you, hey, can I, I need you to clean up because I'm coming to show it here. I'm coming to show it here. Everybody I've ever known who's done a month to month lease has gotten fucked in the long run every single time. So never do month to month. I wouldn't do anything less than eight months because that's really the sweet spot because that's like real longevity. Never live with your friends. And then, oh, never let roommates move family members in. If they're like, oh, he's coming to stay for a week or he's staying for a couple of weeks or a month until he gets back on his feet, always put your foot down to that. Here's the issue. Y'all can be the best of friends. If your roommate moves her family in, first off, they always stand twice as long as they told you. If they need a week to get on their feet, they need two weeks. If they need a month, they need two months. If they need a couple months, they're there till your lease end. <laughs> so never let them move family in. And then the next issue with that is you're now down in any argument or dispute you ever have because it'll always be two versus one. I feel like if your name's not on the lease, you have no say in what's going on. That's not true, though, because that's logically how it will work. But let's say you got a roommate named Pam and Pam's brother, Tim, coming to live with y'all for two weeks. It's really going to be at least a month coming to live with y'all for two weeks. And you want Pam 
getting an argument where Pam was out of town for a week, so she doesn't think she should have to pay half of the Wi-Fi for last month. She thinks she's going to have to pay a fourth of it because she wasn't even in town for that for that week, so she wasn't using it. And somehow, some way, she's going to rope her brother in like, Tim, don't you think this makes sense? And it would be dumb of him, whose sister's letting him crash it for the free, to be like, no, still pay half. So every time I'm telling you, I didn't see it. It's always going to be a two verse one in that situation. Yeah, I would just say if their names are on the lease and they're not paying bills, they have no say in the matter. You can say that, but they still going to be talking. So now it's just two people, three people arguing, <laughs> and it's a two people one argument. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of probably similar to like what Paige went through when, like, you know, that roommate's boyfriend just kind of moved in, like, yeah, unofficially, like you, he didn't you, have to say anything. He knew better. Yeah, but just never let someone who's not on the lease move in. Because you're just asking for a disaster is way too much. Absolutely asking for a disaster. Rule four is always have your name on the lease. Because I know people who have got fucked for not having their name on the lease. And then I feel bad, like, I want to be on their side, but I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. Your name was never on the lease, so, like, I don't know what to tell you. Fuck, that poster is crooked. It's cool. Anyway, <laughs> your name not on the lease. It's I, There's not much I can do to work with you. It's not like you can then take your issue to the landlord or to the cop. You really can't do anything. Always make sure you get your name on the lease. Mm. One of my boys had his shit taken. Like, he had, he was a Jordan collector, and he had, like, 12, 13 pair of, like, nice, expensive Jordans, like, $300, $400 Jordans. And his boy just, well, not boy anymore, just would not give it back. And then the fucking, they went to, they went to civil court and everything. And since his name wasn't on the lease, and the other bro was like, these are my shoes. The judge was like, well, if they not his shoes and you don't live there because your name was never on a lease. He just said you spent a couple weekends there. Why would you leave all of your shoes? There? I was like, damn, that's what you get for not putting your name on a lease. That would that would literally be terrible. But it's well, it's true. By yourself. Yeah. I'd have to come back and shoot him. <laughs> I, I have to. Like, come on now. Like, what you, what you doing? All right, let's see. What else do we have on protocols or list? Wedding plus one protocols. You know, if you're going to a wedding and you're in a relationship, is it bad if you wanted to bring someone else to the wedding? Like, is that is that meaning like bringing someone else besides your significant other? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why would you even do that? Because sometimes, like, work schedules don't add up. Oh, whatnot. Like, let's say you got to work and, like, your man's going to a wedding. Is he allowed to take, like, his best friend as the plus one? Or let's say I got a girlfriend and, like, the wedding ain't damn near Lexington and she can't make it. Am I allowed to take you as a plus one just so we can, like, vibe at a wedding and vice versa? Or is that frowned upon? Um, I feel like it depends on if you already RSVP'd a plus one or not. The, the plus one was RSVP'd. Then, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Like, do some couples get upset at that? Do they not allow that? I mean, I feel like as long as there's a legitimate reason, it's fine. But let's say, like, your girlfriend took off for the wedding for the weekend, and you're like, oh, actually, no, nah, I'm taking this uh, girl from work. It's like, what? <laughs> no? Well, if she didn't have off at the weekend when I RSVP'd and Shorty already thinks she's going, then that's kind of her loss. Like, I already told someone else they was going. Huh? I feel like it's easier to cancel on the random person than your actual significant other. Yeah, but this isn't like a random Tinder person. This is probably still a friend of mine who I was 
who probably took off work, was prepared for this trip. Now I got to be like, actually, Shorty finagled the work schedule. See off. Stay home, bitch. Yeah, that's what I would say. I'd be like, sorry about the miscommunication, but he actually wound up getting off work, so you're off the hook. Make it seem like you're doing them a favor. Yeah, exactly. You don't owe me no favor. I love the wedding. <laughs> Thank you. I literally love weddings so much. Ugh. But that also goes like if you got a girl or whatever, and somebody invites you to a wedding, like as the plus one, are you allowed to go? Why would they be inviting you if you have a whole ass girlfriend? What you mean? You ain't never been. A, I've been invited to people's plus ones when I've had girls just like that. Some like you know what? I got this wedding. I hate my family. We cool. Might as well come get the free drinks. It's a open bar. Hmm, that's interesting. We're not like dating and nothing, but like it's still a wedding. It's like a function. There's an open bar. Like I'm gonna probably say yes. I would just never think about asking someone with a significant other to go to a wedding with me. Because I you wouldn't say somebody at a wedding without a significant relationship. I'm going. If I get asked, I'm going. <laughs> my only, my only, like exception to that is that. Um, if the person that asks you, you're going to a wedding of friends that you both have, you know? So, like, you have those friends in common, and that one person doesn't want to go alone. I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. You're both friends with them. But if it's just some, like, random-ass wedding that they need a date, I feel like that's kind of weird. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, doing them a favor, because nobody, especially around this age group, nobody wants to show up to somebody's wedding alone. Oh, I do it. People are going to hassle you. Why are you single? Why can't you find a man? You'll never have a man. When are you going to get married? Make sure she catches the bouquet. All that bullshit. So if I could go and save you that trouble and it's an open bar, like, I'm not mad. Interesting. I mean, if you are, it's, it's, you're like doing someone a favor if they're yeah. asking you. Damn, I really wish I had people around here to ask to go to weddings. I have to go to three in the month of October alone. Or just ass ass. I can't go all the way down to Kentucky yeah, three times. Ass is not going to drive nine hours to go to some... Or all your classes are online. Just stay with Paige for a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be, a, it'd be the trap house there. One of my boys is actually doing some work in Kentucky like right now. He just got there today. And he's got to go back to end of September into October. So if it time's up, I'll tell him to slide with you to the wedding. He got a girlfriend, though. He actually got a fiance, so be cool. Oh. <laughs> got it. I'll tell him to slide. <laughs> Do you know where he's at in Kentucky? Um, I think he's in Lexington right now. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where he flew into. Well, there you go. I mean, half the people just take wedding dates just for the Instagram photos. That's all you really need. That's all it is. The Instagram and the open bar. That's it. And then yeah. maybe sometimes the food, because I'm not going to lie, I went to one wedding that was catered magnificent. But outside of that, I've never really been to a wedding where I was like, this food slaps. <laughs> Rob, um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 feed us better next time, nigga. When you renew your vows, feed us better. <laughs> we need to get Rob on a podcast if he would stop bullshitting all the fucking oh, time. We need him. We need him bad. There are questions I still need answered. <laughs> when was we need to do like a follow up on the wedding date 
whenever he got engaged or married, like their anniversary, like, you know, forget them going to dinner. We need him on the podcast. Facts. Oh, God. Jesse would hate that. I could just imagine him <laughs> telling her that instead of going out, we're just going to go be guests on the podcast. <laughs> Rob might be calling you to come live on your couch in St. Louis for a little. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be so fun. There's just so many questions that we could ask them. Just so, in general, who do they think they are? Where do they get off? Like things like that. It would be entertaining to have like a married couple on here, just to get that perspective. I don't talk to married couples. Those will probably be the best. <laughs> Yo, get one of those on here. Yeah, we might need that. The, I'm telling you right now, I know a couple that might get. I know a couple that might split up on the cast if you start <laughs> talking about joint bank accounts and finances. <laughs> So I saw, I think, I think I sent you guys, it was like an Instagram post where this guy was like, I asked uh, my friend to like hit on my girl to see if she would cheat. And they've been together for three years and have two kids now. And with the girlfriend or the person that he was asked to cheat with? The, the person that he asked, like his boy to cheat with his girl, he's, his boy's now with his girl for now three years and they have two kids. Oh, that's no. oh, that's My thing was like, I feel like I've heard of this definitely happening before where people are like, oh, I have my friend go ahead on my significant other to see if they'll cheat. And I don't understand what people like what their mindset is behind that. Me either. You have to lack a lot of trust to do that. They're, they're paranoid individuals who have probably been hurt before in the past by someone or by this very person. But I'm telling you now, if that's your boy, you can't even be mad at him because you set him up. And also, you never liked this girl to begin with. Because mm. even, like, even if you don't trust her all the way, you're not going to set up your boy who's clearly a closer to go close with your girl. <laughs> like, what? That's what I was thinking. I was like, if the like the best case scenario is they don't fuck your significant other, but you're yeah. setting them up to do so. And at one point, does that person stop? They, they can't. Because if I'm being, what's the word I'm looking for? If I'm being contracted to fuck on your shorty. You got to finish the job. I'm a fuck on your shorty. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't. You can't hire me to close to see if I could close with your girl and then be mad when I close. Because it's like, they could be like, well, we were going in for the kiss and then I figured I had to go through it to make sure she would do it. And then I had to keep going to make sure like to confirm this because, you know, as a scientific theory, one result's not enough. I need to get multiple. So I fucked your girl like five times over the week. She's a piece of shit. Uh, You should not be with her, but I might. So, oh my god! And he's with her with kids. That's dedication. I'm telling you right now. It's really, this, some scientific research. This ain't. <laughs> this ain't no normal test your girl shit. This ain't no normal. I put my boy on with her. He been fucking her from the beginning. From the jump, he was <laughs> fucking her. There is no way. Closer and all, you being the closer that you are, your boy asked you to try to fuck his girl, 
You fucked her, stayed with her, had two kids with her, and are happy. Unless you were fucking her the whole time and you knew that she was fucking with you. There's no other way that makes sense. Because if my boy is getting me to cheat with his girl, I would never have kids with her and I would never stay with her because clearly she's a fucking cheater. <laughs> if you were to cheat with her boy's best friend, oh, Shorty gonna give it to anybody. Yeah, he was fucking her from the go. That's his girl. I don't even, like, do you think they're still friends at all? Could you be friends with someone if they fucked your girl, but you sent them out to do this? Stuff? Like, isn't that what a great friend would do to uh, let uh, you know? A great friend would fuck your girl if they <laughs> presented themselves. That's the best of friendship. I want you. If my girl is cheating, huh? by all means, that's by all means, fuck my girl. Huh? Because she'll fuck my boy. That means she will fuck anybody. Because she know this nigga's close to me. So niggas that I don't know is absolutely fucking my girl. So if my boy can fuck her, fuck her. Just make sure you tell me, hey, yo, your shorty on go because I fucked her. Damn, for real? Yeah, okay, that's not my shorty no more. Huh? But this is a rare situation right here. Because I don't know if I can still be friends with this grimy nigga. Because he took it <laughs> too far. He's now started a family with this girl. So that really makes me think that he was fucking her before I told him to fuck her. That is just not how I saw that going at all. Where where were you at, Paige? What was your mindset going into that? <laughs> I don't even know. But that is not... He was just so about his girlfriend or his uh, best friend fucking his girl. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. You know, do it. <laughs> you charge that to the game. <laughs> it almost like at the beginning, it almost sounded like you were down to share. And I was like, um, okay. Nah. Got it. None of that. But if you're free, if you got a female friend and she can fuck your man, you're going to be mad if she fucks your man? Yes. But are you going to be mad at the right? You got to be mad at the right one. You got to be mad at your man, correct? For fucking your friend. You can definitely be mad at both. You can't. Long as she fucks him and comes to you and tells you, hey, Paige, last week, Valentine's. hit me up. Thought we was going to get lunch. Why was your name dropping? Oh, I'll, I'll, bleep, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. For a second, I forgot we were on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got to restart. All right. No, no, just keep going. I'll bleep it out. Right, It'll be even you. better because people won't know. So it so hits me up. <laughs> I thought we were going to get lunch. I had to go pick him up from his house. I went inside because he didn't answer the door. One thing led to another. We fucked. You can't be mad at her because, yes, she fucked your man, but she fucked your man and she told you. That's what friends do. Because <laughs> if my girl's out here cheating or my guy's cheating, by all means, I want my boys to be the first one to get some. I just cannot with you. The issue is that this has happened to Paige already. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just thought about it. I just remembered. Like when he name dropped, I was like, damn, we're really going to bring this up again. That's completely different, though, because you wasn't told in the moment that that happened. I'm talking, I fuck your girl today. Today, when I leave, I fuck her at five. When I get back to the house at 547, I'm hitting you on FaceTime. Hey, yo, your girl nasty. <laughs> you can't sit on that. <laughs> yeah. Once you I sit on it, it's like... sneaky. I was told like a week later. Yeah, that's sneaky. But then I also wasn't with the kid at the time. Like that doesn't make it any better. 
but that also doesn't like make it, you know, acceptable for me. So, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. But if you sent someone to fuck your guy and then they fucked them, would you be mad at them? No, you can't be mad if you send somebody to do it. But if it's behind your back, yeah, you can sure should be mad. If it was behind my back, I'm not going to be mad. As long as they tell me within a 24-hour span. You just move <laughs> different. You got to charge that to the game. But, like, is there a certain point where you don't turn to the game? Like, let's say you've been, like, dating a person for, like, five years, and then nope. that shit happens. Because this is where people get too – this is where people lose, like, friendships, like, genuine friendships, because they be getting mad at the wrong person. The person I need to be mad at isn't my boy who came to me and told me on some fluke shit, your girl fucked me. I wasn't texting her for weeks at a time. I wasn't, like, sneaking, going on dates with her. We were hanging out. She made the move, and I fucked her. I'm not mad at you for that. You ain't do nothing. You did nothing but what you was expected to do. Fuck a shorty who wanted to be fucked. So it's why my you... girl who was in the wrong because she the one with a boyfriend, and she the one who going after my good friends. If you're going after my good friends, you'd have probably cheated before anyway. But why was your good friend hanging out with your girlfriend? You know what? That is a question that could be asked. I mean, like, let's say, let's say, all right, let me give you the hypothetical. You guys, like, a big friend group are at the bar, right? Yeah. You get a call, and you got to handle something. So you're like, hey, guys, um, I'm out. I got to go do some stuff. I'll see you back at the house. You know, kiss goodbye, blah, blah, blah. Then people start dwindling around. Everybody's been drinking, and then, like, they're the last two there. That could, that's a realistic possibility that can that happen is. that it's not sketchy. And as long as she made the move, I'm okay. It can't be, you know, your boy been texting me for two weeks trying to hang out, and then I hung out, and we fucked. Because then it's like, bro, like, that's some sketch shit. But if it was, like, a one time, and it happened, she made the move, that's not on you, bro. Like, you fucked a girl who wanted to be fucked. I'm not mad at that. I'm gonna fuck a girl who wanted to be fucked. Like, what? I mean, that, that does bring up the fair point of when people get cheated on and they always do get mad at the wrong person. Oh, like they always, always do. And it, it blows my mind where they're like, oh, the person who, like, did it or blah, 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 who, like, I trusted, like, oh, it's fine. But, like, the person who they cheated with, like, fuck them. It's like, we got to keep that same energy. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, they always, uh, I don't, uh, I'll never 100% get it. But I think it's because I think from what I understand is because they felt they had to, all of them, anybody who ever been cheated on, they had this deep connection or they were special or this and that. So the fact that they had that deep connection with that person, it's almost like we can work back to that. But you just as a friend and not the significant other, you did me dirty and now I don't want to work back from that. I think it's also something about, like, being comfortable in a relationship and so much work having to go into that. It's so much harder to cut that off than just, like, a friend, if that makes sense. From, like, a girl's perspective, um, I've had a lot of friends get cheated on, and that's, like, their main reasoning for staying with their cheater is because they're just really comfortable in the situation and they don't want to start over dating again. I'm sorry that they've fallen into complacency and damn near laziness. No, that's what I always say. I'll be damned if I stay with someone because I worked hard to get here. The fuck? Yeah, there's the when you when you cheat on someone, like there's just such a level of like 
disrespect and just like complete utter disregard for that person to then try to stay with them just i mean listen when you're like younger and that shit happens to you like you know everybody gets one you get one where you what happens to you you lucky an idiot and you keep it moving but after that you got to make a rule hard and fast like if you cheat we're done for that's it doesn't matter how deep we've been in this kids blah blah like nah especially if you I can even maybe like let's say someone got like super drunk and blacked out, some shit happened. You can maybe look by. I don't think I could personally. But you could maybe look that. But if you're like deliberately cheating, like nah, dude, fuck you. I got two things on that. First, I know a shorty. I'm not gonna say her name. I should, but I'm not gonna name Popper. Who sit there? She was talking to us. Her man was in the room with us, and she was like, "I don't think I could come back from being cheated on." Then again, I'd probably give him one pass. And I was like, I need you to work on loving yourself. Because <laughs> even if that was my thought process, first off, I wouldn't love myself. Second off, I would never say that aloud. Like, yeah, he could probably cheat on me one time. Because if I could probably cheat on you one time, I could probably cheat on you four or five times and charm my way back. Like, you you got to work on loving yourself. So that's that. And then secondly, the only situations where I can see where you would stay if someone cheated is if you have kids, because that's been where it gets tricky. And sometimes I feel like trying to work to stay for the kids might be better for them, depending on their situations. That's the only time I like can support a cheater, not a cheater. What do you call someone who's cheated on? Uh, I don't know. That's the only time I can support the cheated staying. Yeah, I mean, kids is tough. It, I guess it depends on how old, like. It depends on how old and, like, your life skills. Because if if you're, like, 35, 40, and you got, like, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, and you don't always been a stay-at-home mom, and your husband bring home, like, all the money, maybe it's best that you do stay and try to work. Or if that's what you decide to do and, like, stay and try to work, I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Because it's not like you're staying for the money or the lifestyle. But going back into the real world with two kids at 40, it's going to be hard to provide a life that you're probably used to providing. And it might be hard to get back into the flow of that. So if y'all can go to counseling or whatever and y'all can work past that, I'm not mad at you staying. Interesting. So what do you, like, so are we pro or against second chances? Or does it depend uh, on the situation? Um, I think it's very situational for other people. For me, ain't nobody getting a second chance. I'll just put that out there right now. Yeah, I'm not at this point in my life, like, nah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm not I'm not pro second choice. Y'all know I can cut a bitch off quicker than I can, you know, write my own name, so not about it. Yeah. Should single parents um should they be looking for a, another significant other to be like a co-parent with them? Or do you guys think that it's fine if uh, a single parent wants to be like the mom and dad in okay. that household? I think, I think this is very situational depending on the person. And there's a lot of different factors that go into it. So when we were first brought this topic, my first thought was, I think it's totally fine. Like, who cares what you do? You know, blah, blah, blah. But if somebody wants to be a single parent and they have the finances to back that up or they just don't want to have to deal with somebody else, that's entirely on them. I feel like 
you just kind of need to know where you stand and what's available to you and then go from there. But I don't think it's like, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think it's very situational and depends on a lot of different variables. I am almost on the other side. And the reason I threw because the John I was watching, it was a little documentary, and the John I was watching, I hate when people say this, by the way. Shorty was like, you don't need no father. I'm your mom and your dad. And shit like that, I can't co-sign. And it's terrible in the black community. Not to make this a race thing, but it's terrible in the black community because they need father figures. They need a male to look up to to know what it's like to be a man. Like, they, there's not a ton. So they need a father figure in my eyes. So I don't I don't love that she was like, uh, I'm your mom and your dad. You don't need a father. No, fuck no. My issue is, like I said, I think both, I think kids need mothers and dads to have like the best overall life and to grow and develop at the best and most efficient rate. I feel like there's probably very few circumstances where it's okay or it's fine for him to just have a single parent. For all the single parents who did it, congratulations, I'm happy for you. I don't think it's ideal, but you made it work. But I think it's almost selfish as a parent to have the outlook of, you don't need a mom or you don't need a dad because I'm going to do both. Because I feel like most studies will show you that kids do, in fact, need both a mom and a dad. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of pros and cons to it. Um, when finding a significant other to, like, take the place of the biological, you know, parent, it would, I would think more of, like, staying with the biological parent. Is it a super toxic situation to where it's going to damage the children seeing a very toxic parental situation and you break up or did you just break up? Or if you are single, like, are you just going to search for anybody that will become the parent of your children or are you going to be picky? That way there is a healthy parental situation in the home. I think my two would be if you're a single mother and or a single father and you're not necessarily wanting to date, or you're like, I'm going to do this single thing by myself. I'm done. That and that. That's fine. But even in that role, I think you need to do your due diligence to find him a father figure or mother figure. Whether it's like a grandparent or it's a sports coach or something like that. He need to have somebody or she need to have somebody that she can look up to as, as a mother if she don't got a mother figure. Or as a father if she don't have a father figure. I don't like when they be like, I'm your mom and your dad. Because okay. I don't think that works. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having good um, people to look up to in your life. I, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of like in the middle where I'm not going to force anybody. Like, at the end of the day, it is your choice to uh, be, you know, if you want to be a single parent the whole time. Because um, you might just want good people around your kid and that might be kind of hard to find an apparent but i do think there is definitely a lot of benefits to have some type of figure to look up to for kids because i mean one parent can only do so much you're only there so much of the time there's things that you just don't understand so you know grandparents uncles stuff like that even cousins like older cousins like just any anything to kind of help guide someone as they're growing up is super important Absolutely. I co-signed it. 
Yeah, and even if you're not around family or you don't live around family or you're not close to your family, I feel like I've always been very encouraged to be involved in, like, sports and activities and stuff. So if you're, like, able to, I think that that's, like, a huge um, factor in a kid's life, too. Because not only does it give, like, a different authority structure besides your parents, but also just, like, a socialization you know, discipline type thing as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody who's played sports or something at one point, everybody has a story of like, oh, I have a coach who like did X, Y, Z for me or like did something that like that made an impact on your life or like a teacher or something like that. Like there's always something that comes from that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. What else do we have on the docket? Um, I believe this was it. The things you have in your house that make it a home. Yeah, you know, like, somehow, like, not every house is a home, and I'm a firm believer in that. You got to have certain things in your house, or it's it's just a house. It ain't a home. Like, it ain't welcoming. It don't feel like nobody lives. It ain't a home. For me, we was running out of hot sauce at the house, and we was <laughs> talking about this. If you if you black to me and you don't got hot sauce in your house, you don't got a home. You, you reside at somebody's residence, I guess. Like, maybe you pay a mortgage to somebody, but you don't live nowhere, nigga. You, you don't got a home. Because hot sauce got to be in the house. Got to. So that, that's the thing that makes a house a home. No, I gotta, there's a, that's one of the things. You've got to have hot sauce. Um, you, I think this is because just how my parents are. And kind of Eli's too. I just always grow up. You've got to have like candles or the candle waxers. There's got to be a scent. Like I got to be able to smell you. Your house got to have some sort of vibe to it. There's got to be like candles or candle waxes for it to be a home. Yeah, that was um, got to have. If you don't got a fucking picture of the Last Supper in your house, what you doing? Huh? <laughs> I don't know nobody who don't got the picture of the Last Supper in their house. I do do not. you have one? I oh, I do not. But I don't have a home. I have a bachelor's pad. Got it. Got it. I don't. Every yo, all my moms, my aunties, everybody got a picture of that Last Supper in their home, man. <laughs> Maybe a random Bible verse somewhere that's needed. What about those like live, laugh, love? That's uh, the white versions. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's more like a college thing. That's the that's like white moms. Yeah, that's the that white mom version. I don't really know white moms. Maybe that's their last supper. <laughs> yeah, candles was on mine because I almost always have a candle lit. Um Mine was also, for some reason, the only thing I could think of was um, fluffy blankets. But blankets don't really do much if you don't have anything to sit on. So then also some type of seating. Um, and then just decor that means something to you. I feel like, you know, the Last Supper is one. Yes, sir. But I have a lot of like decor and paintings and stuff made by people or made by my friends and stuff. So yeah, I think that's a big one too. So let me know when you want me to make a painting for you. You can commission one out. Literally, I have I have five right now that are made by people. So make me one. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm kind of nice with the uh, with the paint. No big deal. Hmm. Yeah, it can't have the eagle's emblem on it though. So uh, it'll be a, a German Shepherd. Don't worry. Got it. Or a chicken wing. Your choice. Chicken wing. 
Yeah, chicken wing came out kind of tough on this little thing I got going on here. You also need a welcome mat. Oh, like, yeah, that's a good one. On the outside or like? No, you get outside. What about a, a welcome mat on the inside? Yeah, no, nah, I don't need that. Something to wipe your feet off on. Hmm. Also, how do you all feel about, like, what's your policy on shoes when entering a home? Um, if it's my boys' places or just like shorties I'm cool with, unless they tell me, I'm probably not going to. But like, if I go somewhere, like if I'm meeting the girl's parents or her friend or her friends, people I don't really know, I'll ask when I come in, like, "Hey, is it cool if I have my shoes on? Or would you prefer I take my shoes off?" I always lead with, "Is it cool if I leave my shoes on?" Because if I don't have to take them off, I'm not going to take them off. And if they're not going to be like, actually, yeah, take them off, they might want to. But if they don't say that, then I'm going to keep them off. Got it. I feel like if you're a household that takes shoes off, that's something that you would say. If that makes sense. Like off the Probably. Chain. Yeah, like off the whip, like, oh, you can take your shoes off here. But if not, I'm going to assume that I can, in fact, leave mine on. You can also read the room and see if there's a pile of shoes next to the door. Yeah, but if they live there. They might not wear shoes in their house. I'm just a guest, like, coming by. So I already had shoes on to get here. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. Like, some of my workout shoes, it's probably better that I leave those on my feet. <laughs> oh. Because once I take those off, mm, it's, it's not a great smell all the time. Not great. Because I, like, frequently catch myself. Like, I'll go somewhere and come back in, leave my shoes on. And I'll still have my shoes on for, like, hours. And I'm like, Paige, why the fuck haven't you taken off your shoes? And I eventually do it, but I just, like, don't even realize sometimes. Would it be disrespectful if you went to take your shoes off at someone's house and they said, no, you can keep those on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. Oh, God. That's, that's, oh, God. That's actually happened to my brother, my oldest brother before. I can't remember. We went to like a family gathering somewhere and he's kind of known for having like rank ass feet. <laughs> Nobody knows why we've literally tried everything. It's just, you know, his thing. And my grandma was like, yeah, you better keep on those boots. <laughs> and they were like covered in mud and she still wanted him to keep them on. Like that's how bad it was. I'm not even going to lie to you. I feel like another unwritten rule that niggas need to understand. It bugs me when I see people have their shoes on in a bed. And I'm like, Dude, who the fuck get into their bed with shoes on? And they're like, oh, they're not dirty or whatever. They'll just be doing work or whatever. Or on like the furniture, the couches or whatnot. But also, if you're a guest in my home, don't come in here. Shoes off or whatever. Even if your shoes are off. Don't come in here and put your feet on my couch. Like, bro, like, you don't make yourself comfortable because some people might tell you when you walk through this door, you did not hear me say, hey, make yourself comfortable because I'm not going to say that. So don't put the feet <laughs> on my couch. Don't put the feet on my chair. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of like a read the room, like know where you're at kind of thing. Yeah. Bro, I, I couldn't tell you how many times I didn't see shit like that happen. I'm like, what? Like, what? That's like, what you mean, I don't have my shoes on. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if your shoes are off. Like, my feet ain't even on the couch. What made you think you can put your feet on my couch? Bro, you need an ottoman. That's what you need. You know what? Actually, 
I don't really like ottomans 100%. I do to the degree where they, they're good storage for all the blankets. And sometimes I like to put my feet on them. I like to. But the reason I don't like ottomans is because I don't like niggas coming over and getting too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to want to put their feet up. They're going to ask for a blanket or something. Like, bro, you, you watching the game. You don't need to do all that. I feel like you, I don't, yeah, if I'm watching the game, I don't want you to ask for a blanket. That's kind of weird. Bro, I don't want you to ask for a blanket. I also don't want you to kick your feet up and start relaxing. Wait, why can't somebody ask for a blanket? For watching the game, you can't ask for a blanket. But what yeah. if you cold? I'm not hey, going to lie to you. Get um, warm. <laughs> unless it's like, ah, uh, unless it's like Ethan and, Ethan and Kevin, Eli, I might let Eric slide because we're like, fam, I'm really going to be like, what you doing if you a guy and you come to my house and ask for a blanket? I'm going to be like, what, nigga? <laughs> what you mean you want a blanket? Are you taking a nap? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, huh? If you tired, you could go home. <laughs> Interesting. What about, uh, what about coasters? Uh... I need to get better at using coasters myself, so I don't really get mad when people... I don't have, like, an expensive table, so I'm not mad if it leaves, like, a watermark or a little water ring or whatever. I know some people are. I need to get better at using coasters, and I need to get better at asking for coasters. Even though I think that's almost on the host, because you should probably offer me a coaster if you don't want your shit ruined. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a unless there's coasters that are already out. Like if there's coasters out, it's like all right, you you could probably figure that out. Uh, yeah. But if there's none out there, it's kind of like the shoe thing where if you're not telling me to take my shoes off or to use a coaster, then that's that's on me. Facts. And don't be like, oh well, you didn't ask, and you thought I was gonna hold this beer the whole time. Like, no, I'm I'm gonna set it down somewhere. Yeah, coasters are a big one. Um, this just moved into like home etiquette. <laughs> Yeah, really good. Have you ever been to somebody's house and they didn't have toilet paper when you went in there and now you got to, like, figure that out? I don't think I have, but I've definitely been in there where it's, like, kind of white. And you're yeah. like, damn, I'm really going to have to use every single square we got here. <laughs> Literally. I also, <laughs> I also dislike – that's why I haven't really – I like my places in Mansfield. I think I like this one a lot more than uh, my first one. It goes – it's too hard to rank right now, but this one and my one last year are like top two. I don't like that I've been in one bathroom each time because I truly, I hate it. I don't like inviting people over and them having to use my personal bathroom. The shit irks me. I wish I could just have a half bath that I could have guests use. Well, how many bathrooms do you have in your three-bedroom house? I just got one. <laughs> and it irks me because now I got to... I want to be able to live the way I want, leave my stuff out a little bit, the stuff on the sink, this and that. Now I got to worry about if my toothbrush is going to get knocked over or if my fa face wipe is going to get knocked over when you're washing your hands, making a mess in that bitch. I would just much rather have a little guest bathroom that you could use on your own. Yeah. That's the one thing I wish we had here. It's only, it's too bad one bath. And I'm like, bro, there was just like a half bath or like a, Bath next to the master, and then like a half bath, like that would be so perfect. It truly would, especially because since this house, like none of the doors have actual locks on them, besides like the 
one in the front and the back. So it's like, if you're in the bathroom, like, I mean, enough people know now, like, if the door's closed, don't walk in there. But, like, so you can get walked in on, and that door opens into that toilet. So you might just get your knees destroyed if someone's shrunk enough one day. Or fright through your heart. <laughs> quick. I also don't like washing machines in the kitchen. Oh, no. That's terrible. While we're talking etiquette, if you're at someone else's home for, like, a dinner or whatever, do you feel rude if you, like, finish or whatever and, like, you're just, like, getting up and your host is rude because you didn't take, they didn't take all your plates in there. So you take your own plate in there. Are you, like, a bad person if you don't rinse your plate off and whatnot or if you just send it in and going about your day? I just ask what I'm supposed to do with my plate. And if they say leave it alone, I just leave it alone. But if, you know, if there's no one in there, I'll just go ahead and rinse it off. Okay. I prefer to rinse if anyone's ever listening. Just <laughs> do me a slight favor. I'm not going to make you wash your dish. Just rinse it a little bit. So when I do come to wash it. Or at least clear it off. And I got this stigma about touching other people's silverware. Oh, I hate it. I've hated it since I was a little kid. It just doesn't sit right with me. So rinse off your silverware, too. That's the one bad thing about, like, catering. I guess the good thing is, like, I'm so desensitized to other people's food and, like, plates and shit. I'm just like, it's whatever. I don't even care. But, like, clear your shit off. If you can. And the same rule of, like, this is more of a just a kind of a side note of, like, a catering thing. Like, I, I, I will never understand why people just leave huge messes on tables. Like, I always thought, like, if you wouldn't do this at your mom's house, don't do this and be disrespectful to me. People don't think that way. Some people yeah. really do that at their mom's house. Which is wild. Oh, I hope someone tried it with that. <laughs> also, last tidbit since we was on, like, little house etiquette for a little side tangent. Um, if I invite you somewhere, not like, hey, the game on, we're going to have some wings and you bring beer. That's cool. But, like, if you get invited to a dinner, we're at that age. Do not come empty-handed. And don't stop at Giant and get those trash-ass dry cupcakes and think that counts. <laughs> like, come with a nice wine, not a wine from Giant or Wegmans. Come with a nice wine or something to sip on. Come with a nice, like, vodka or, like, a, a Crown Royal Peach for us. A nice dish. Something legitimate. Do not walk in here with bullshit. Okay, but what if you have, like, a weird like phobia of okay so i got this for my stepmom but she refuses refuses to eat at potluck dinners because there's always the fear of like what somebody's house looks like that cooked that dish i'm not gonna lie to you i struggle with that to this day that's not a weird fear i feel like that's no if it's not normal that i'm right there with you and I guess it's then you just come with a nice wine or something or a nice out that we can sip on or a real dessert. Like you can go get a real cake made or something. Don't come with no bullshit giant cupcakes. So that that'll work for me. Don't come empty handed though to a real nice function or like nothing. But what you were saying about that, absolutely. I, was, like, I don't want to show up somewhere and not be able to eat anything that anybody brought because I don't know what their kitchen looks like. So I'll bring, like, multiple things so I can have a nice meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. 
I'm not going to invite someone to dinner and their whole meal is made of the things that they brought. <laughs> well, no. Because at that rate, eat at home. If I know what your house looks like and I know that you're clean, then I'm good. But it's like if you have a whole like friend party over and I don't know everybody or what their home looks like, I am going to look and see what they brought so I can do it. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, are you scoping people out as they walk in to see oh, what they're bringing? So you're like, not you. A hundred percent. I even do that that's, family function. That's a hundred percent fair though. Cause I'm, I am truly like that. I, I can't eat just anybody's food. That's why I never liked eating like after church. Cause I don't know those people like that. So I can't really do that. Yes. I was scarred one time. I was in middle school. I was sneaking out with my study at the time. No, it was my freshman year of high school. I was, it was during track season. Sorry, was nasty. At um, church? No, no, no. This was, no, completely different story. Oh. It was during track season. So I would tell my mom that I'll stand at my boy's house after the track meets because track meets are like all day. And I would just stay with her. Her white parents were the sweetest people in the world. They didn't care about shit. They was buying me food. They was letting me spend the night. He walked in on me fucking his daughter once. And we was 14. Bro no. finished asking her the question he had and then shut the door. I said, you know what? I can do this white girl thing for a little bit. They treated me good. Anyway, long story short, one day her parents were like out of town, but they said I could stay the weekend, which was cool as shit. And she was like, they left me money for food, but my older sister's going to be over later so she can get out with it if we want. I was like, no, what the fuck are we going to eat? She was like, I'll make something. Shorty went in there to make food. They opened, She opened her fridge. There's a reason her parents didn't care about shit. Because they didn't care about how they was living. The fridge was nasty as shit. It looked like it hadn't been cleaned in forever. The cat was, like, walking on the counters. And while I drew the line, it was like, nah, we gonna just order food. Shorty had the, like, cat food bowl or whatever. Because they were feeding her, like, canned food at the bottom of the fridge. So, like, she'd open the fridge and the cat would just get food out the fridge. The cat was, like, climbing into their fridge. What? And I was like, y'all, y'all live like this? Bro, people are too comfortable with cats, man. That's why I don't like cats. They, they climb like, everywhere. They climb on, like, their counters, their tables. I'm like, I can't. This ain't acceptable. Yeah, no. No. Nope. Nope. <sighs> yeah. I, oh, I hate cats. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What, why do people, I, like, I, that's what I'll never understand, yo. Like, what? what? Why are you letting your cat climb on stuff that you, like, cook food on? Ugh. It's too comfortable. People are too comfortable with cats. I don't know what it is about cats that make people feel like that cat can just do whatever it wants. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, oh no. Mm. Are there any quick before we switch any alcohol things that you guys like abide by? What do you mean? Like if you go some someone's house, like you know, bring more than a six pack or stuff like that. Unless you're my boys, I'm probably only bringing a six pack if it's my boys, because I'm expecting you to have some when I get there anyway. And this six pack is probably just for me to throw in your fridge when other people come over later, because we probably just gonna hit the liquor anyway. So that's like just a courtesy. I'm gonna bring something, but like if I'm like going to friends who I'm not like super close with or don't see often. I'll probably bring a bottle of something and then I always leave the bottle. I'm never going to be that person where, all right, hey, I'm about to hit out. Let me get that bottle back. That's, that's <laughs> weird to me. 
because I didn't see people do it. I'm like, bro, like, what? So I'm going to bring a bottle, and then I'm going to leave it. And then if it's, like, girls or whatever, they don't drink like that, I'll just bring, like, a couple of wines. I always bring a 12-pack of something, whether it's Truly, White Claw, beer, something. That way you can, like, offer it to anybody and they don't feel, like, uncomfortable with how much they drink. It's just kind of like a party favor. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 12 is a good number because if you bring six, like, some people might be like, oh, that's all you brought. But if you bring 12, that's enough where you people but it's also good like if you're just trying to kill a shit ton of stuff you can definitely handle that yeah and it's not that expensive i think to, the other day i bought those bud light seltzers and i think 12 was like 15 bucks like it's yeah. not anything crazy and that 12 pack i took the other day i fucking left it in that guy's fridge and I, it, that's expected. you can't leave with it i know but i had only drank like three out of them mm. that's too much i know if you bring me something, I might be like, hey, you, you're going kind of crazy. Like, I'm not even going to be able to drink nothing. Cool off. Slow down. <laughs> I would have at least nah, a few. <laughs> I really got to the point where unless I know, like, specifically what you drank. If I know specifically what you drank, I'm going to bring what you drank. But outside of that, my go-to is really just Finlandia. I'll just show up with a little John of Finlandia. Not I, it was surprisingly not that expensive when I bought that fifth of it. I don't remember what yeah, it was. It's though. probably like $24, $25. I don't even think it was that much. Damn, you got it on a deal. Go to wine, man. I'm look it up. My Those only bowls. thing with wine is, because I'll do it, especially if I'm going to like, maybe some of my older siblings or whatever, like grown women or whatnot, or like, if I'm going to like, maybe some of my Friends, older friends, they're like 30 or not, 31 or whatever. I'll try to do wine. My only issue is I feel like wine drinkers are picky in the wine they drink, and I'd hate to be the nigga who sells up a wine that you don't drink. Mm, that is true. People are very specific about their wine. Because I've been gifted bad wine, and it's like, damn, so what am I do? Let it sit here? Save it and give it to somebody else? I do that. I'm telling you right now, if you've ever been gifted a bottle of wine for me, for anybody listening, Unless you invited me to a function and I specifically stopped to get it, you was probably gifted some of my leftover I don't want wine. It's probably <laughs> not open yet, but I just knew I did not want it. I'm, oh, my God. I'll give one away so quick. Wine stuff. Wine stuff to, to gauge with people because there's so many different. It's kind of like beers where it's like there's so many different types. That's why I think seltzers are probably the best because even if people aren't big on seltzers, they'll still drink a seltzer. Yeah, like even the worst ones are okay yeah like tolerant. Uh, there's certain ones you can bring that i'm just not gonna drink or if you don't drink it i'm gonna drink it like the great yeah. white clothes you hate them but i love them so i'll drink it it's fun i feel like uh you were talking about the beer just now that's also tricky because if you go on beer it's hard especially as adults when you were like 19 20 21 you can just bring butt like everybody's okay with that yeah, don't bring no Bud Light to my house. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I know Eli only really drinks Michelob. One of my other boys only really drinks um fucking, he only drinks, uh, why the fuck did it just leave my name? I can't even think of the name of it. He only really drinks Stella. So, I feel like beer is tricky. Because by this age and older, I feel like most people know what they like. So, if you don't necessarily know what they like, you're kind of like just 
shooting into the wild. Yeah, it's it's it, it is getting definitely tougher to uh kind of bring alcohols nowadays. Yeah. That's someone bring me some Guinness and I was just so disappointed. But for some reason it was like, yeah, this is a good this is a good Guinness stout. You're gonna like this. And I was like, no, nigga, like I guarantee you I don't like stout, but it's whatever. And he's like, no, you're going to really like this. And then I feel bad because he spent his money to bring this. But I know for a fact I'm not going to like it. Guinness? But here's the thing. Guinness is a very, like, it, it splits a lot of people. That's not, like, a very yeah. common thing. That's hit or miss. So, like, I th- like you're about to say, I would definitely never show up to someone's house with Guinness unless I know that they enjoy Guinness. Yeah. Like, if you bring, like, kind of like a general thing, like a Bud Light or, like, the fucking... The Michelob's, like, you can get away with that. Like, people will drink that, and they might not like it, but they're not going to hate it. But Guinness is something where if people don't like it, they just straight won't drink that. Oh, absolutely. It, it sat in my fridge for a while until I finally found someone to pawn it off for. That and Coors. It took me, like, two months to find somebody to give this 24 case of canned Coors. Jesus. Also, don't sell to my house with canned shit either. Last time I drank a beer out the can, I was like 22. What the fuck difference does it make? It's a completely different taste. Yeah, there there is a difference when it comes to can and bottled stuff. Interesting. That's why I feel like it's, there's a reason the bottle t- costs more money than the cans. That can that can don't taste right sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it's mm, actually it's not easier to get skunked because more like get into a bottle. Out of out of bottle, can, and draft, what's your favorite in order? It'd go draft, bottle, can for me. Yeah, I would go the same. I mean, nothing beats it when you can get it from a draft. Yeah. I was looking at to get one of those little draft machines, low-key. It just looked like too much work to have to pour the beer through it. And I was like, uh, never mind. Yeah, that's yeah. adding a middleman to the beer situation. It is, and I feel like it still wouldn't taste like drafts. So I would have wasted my money. Bro, but if you got a keg, that would be kind of tough. Like a kegerator? Whatever the, they are. Oh, that would. You might have to look at it. He did a keg once. Oh, he, yeah. He did, in fact, get a keg one time. Um, do you want to talk about megachurches real quick? Um, my only thing on mega churches is gonna be I don't I can't support it. That, it don't make sense. It never adds up to me. And mega churches are usually led by like mega pastors. I can't go to no congregation with a richest nigga in there as the pastor because something don't add up. If you're constantly asking for money but having to go to a or you like go to a church with thirty thousand people, something isn't right. I don't know. That's a big church. It might cost a lot to keep those lights going. The lights in his Lamborghini, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. If your pastor rolls in in like a Rolls Royce, like. But I feel like if your church, like if your pastor doesn't have a Rolls Royce, is your church even shit though? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If your if your pastor don't at least pull up in that like 2020 Lincoln John, your church full of broke boys. <laughs> well, do you want everybody to be broke, or do you want your pastor to be rich? I truly don't know. I, I truly don't know. <laughs> Best of both worlds. I feel like I want my pastor to be living comfortable. So all he has to worry about is the good Lord, and that's it. I used to be, yeah. Oh, one thing real quick. 
How do you feel about churches that have um, houses for their preachers and the family? I, that's almost expected. I got deep in this documentary back in the day. It was a documentary about the trial of a pastor. It was so good because it was a black pastor from down south. And his lifestyle was just, and he was being interrogated by the lawyer or the prosecutor. His lifestyle was just so ridiculously lavish. She was like, so you need, it, it was like at the time, I think it was like 2013, 2014. She was like, so you need two 2013 navigators? And he was like, you never you never know when we have to go, when one's going to be in the shop. She was like, and you need Gucci belts for different outfits? And he was like, man, as a preacher, I'm in the public eye. I'm being seen a lot. And she was like, you need a suit for $6,000? She was like, isn't part of the Bible being modest? It was just so outlandish. And I was like, bro, really got away with this shit. And by the end of the zone, he looked so stupid. He looked ridiculous for what they were indulging that he was spending the church's money on. And I was like, if they did this to every pastor, it'd be a dark day. I think he had a G-Wagon. I was like, what's the pastor got a G-Wagon for? Bro, it's the God wagon. What do you mean? Y'all, y'all don't get it, man. Oh, got it. I clearly don't get it. Sorry. I'll let it slide, though. <laughs> you can have your broke-ass pastors, not me. Broke had like, 12 Gucci belts. Fans for praise. Yeah, goddamn. Um, so I didn't know this. As you so Joe Budden's leaving Spotify? Yeah, bro. I just I watched the whole jump the other day about it when he had his little rant when I Joe Budden is in fact leaving Spotify and Charlemagne was typing in. So Joe's leaving Spotify because apparently he doesn't like that he's he's got a lot of control and he's got a lot of voice, but there's still certain things he can't do. And then he's mad about uh I can't even remember. He's mad about a network who was given like a mega deal. They was given because you know the Joe Budden podcast was like the number one push thing on Spotify, mm-hmm. and then they gave someone a deal, and it was like a hundred and like twenty million dollars, whatever. Joe the, Rogan, the, huh? Joe Rogan? Nah, it was like a whole network. Oh. Issue was Joe was mad that they got that type of money, and that's a network. And Charlemagne was saying that they're coming with eight, ten, eleven podcasts. Like there are networks, so they're breaking like eight or nine different personalities with different podcast shows. So Joe can't compete with that with his one show. But apparently he was told that that's as much money as they can give to a podcast. And he's upset that they got that much as a podcast, even though they're getting that much as like a podcast entity, because they have like eight or nine podcasts that they're unrolling with Spotify. Mm-hmm. And Solomon was making the point where he was like, Joe had a problem at Revolt back in the day. He had a problem at Complex. He now has a problem with Spotify. He was like, at some point, my bad. Oh, he was like, at some point, it's not that everybody's giving you a shit deal or whatnot. Because it's kind of like sports. Like, the next guy's, the next guy up is always the one who gets paid. So mm-hmm. he's like, it's not like everybody's giving you a shit deal or nobody respects you. He was like, at some point, we got to call it what it is. A spade's a spade. Joe Budden can't negotiate a contract. Because <laughs> how you pissed <laughs> one year into your contract? Like, clearly, you know the next person going to make some money. But if he's making significantly this much more money than you, somehow, some way, you negotiated a terrible contract. And you've now done this three times. Because Spotify was pushing Joe Budden hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't go on Spotify and not see them 
posting about Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, so for him to be willing to leave them over money, I'm assuming because the numbers aren't out yet. I'm assuming whoever this beef with the network he has. Let me look at the network. They got to be making crazy money. For for the listeners or uh, people that don't know who Joe Budden is, you want to give like a small rundown. Are you trying to give him the rundown while I find his network? So Joe Budden used to be a, uh, a rapper back in the day. If you know his most famous song that he definitely hates is uh, Pump It Up. Um, he was part of Slaughterhouse. Really good rap group. you ever heard of them. Um, he had a bunch of shows back in the day. Um, I don't remember what he had with Revolt, but I remember at Complex he had a show with DJ Academics. talking about. It was kind of like a mini podcast talking about latest things going on in the culture. Um, he's had the pod, Joe Bunn podcast for a while. He signed with Spotify for a big deal. Um, you said it was a year ago that he it was. Yeah, he's been one in, year, and he's already leaving. I didn't. I don't already. Um, how long was his deal supposed to be for? One year. They had offered him to re up because like Spotify wasn't really putting podcasts like that hard and tell Butters podcast, so they wanted to do see how that would do. And Joe did good. They did good. Here's Spotify's exact statement. Mm-hmm. They said it was their desire to keep Joe on Spotify. Joe referenced on his show, we made him a considerable offer, one that was significantly larger and many times the value of his existing agreement or reflective on the current market and size of his audience. Unfortunately, we couldn't come to terms, and now he's looking for a new home for his new show. And Joe just tweeted out it was a bum-ass deal. Well, he's comparing <laughs> his deal. Oh, his show on Revolt was State of the Culture. But uh, he's comparing his deal to the deal that they gave to the network. So you're just one podcast. They're bringing like a platform of podcasts. So it doesn't make sense. I'm telling you right now, I love Joe. I love his podcast. I think he's funny as shit and he be hitting on points. There is no way I could one, work with Joe or two, be Joe's representative. That just seems like it'd be a headache waiting to happen. Yeah, because like even let's say let's say even the numbers that Joe Budden and the whatever multitude of podcasts that this network is bringing over are like similar. Mm. There's you're only one podcast, and when you're that big, you can only grow by so much. But if you have eight different podcasts that are like decently sized, and you're bringing them to Spotify, and Spotify's business model, they're gonna start growing because even if only like let's say four out of the eight grow exponentially. The ability to reach a larger viewer base is going to grow so exponentially wide, and that makes a lot more income for ads and revenue and a lot of eyes that come to Spotify. So Joe's not thinking about it in the business sense. Like it just it makes logical sense that they can get more out of this deal. And it's again eight entities, so it's eight different podcasts compared to one. So it it's not comparable. You're you're like. Oh, I'm bringing in a star running back. I want to get paid X mil. It's like, bro, I can bring in fucking three offensive linemen, two DNs, a rookie in the draft. Like, I bet you one of them is going to pan out, and it's going to be more. It's worth more to me than to give you a huge contract for your podcast. But it's stated that they undermined it and undervalued him, and he was upset. The one that he's t- referring to is the Ringer, in which Spotify paid two fifty, is what he said. And then Spotify disclosed that they're paying Bill Simmons to back the ringer for $196 million. But that $196 million is not going solely to Bill Ringer, Bill Simmons. It's going to the ringer 
and he's coming with multiple podcasts. And that's what Joe can't process, it seems. He also can't do math, apparently. Yeah, that, he, he was $54 million off. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess he was someone gave him fake facts. feel like he just needed to be appreciative of the amount of money he was getting for literally just talking and call it a day. Now, I don't mean... He, he need more, but I, I would have to see what his numbers are. So, I don't... Like, The Ringer's a big website, and they have a bunch of podcasts, so I don't know if they're bringing their whole podcast crew over, but on their website, they have 46 different podcasts listed. Yeah, like, because Charlamagne was saying, he was like, they're a network. They're coming with multiple podcasts. Joe just has one podcast. So even if, let's say, they do come with 10. They come with 10 podcasts, everybody getting 19 million, ideally. Clearly, the ones who do more are going to get more or less of the pie. But just to make it easy, everyone going to get 9 million, 19 million if they come with 10 podcasts. So if that's what the going rate is for one podcast, the breakdown, it would be stupid for anybody to think that they're going to pay Joe $196 because that's what the ringer got. But that's what Joe wants. Like, unless Joe had some plan to then expand into multiple podcasts, which, it, I mean, Joe Budden's only three people, him, Rory, and Mal. Yeah. Um, so unless that was their plan to, like, do a bunch of spinoffs and we're trying to slowly build, like, a podcast kind of, network uh, kind of thing that they had going on. What are you doing? They, they just shout out so much money to get Joe Rogan, which is huge. Like you just got to understand it's, it's business at the end of the day. Like there's no emotions in business. Oh, my bad. He started in 2018, not last year. He had a two year contract, but they're saying that he might be on work to make a deal with YouTube music. Cause the Spotify people who are no longer in charge of Spotify who brought Joe there for that deal. Now are like executives for YouTube music, but I this will be Joe's third deal with his third company in five years. At some point, it's like, what are you doing, Joe? My thing is, like, unless it makes sense for you, I don't know why you're not just running your podcast independently. Like, when you're that big. You can pay an agency or just someone to go get you these ad deals that you're getting. Because, again, we if you listen to podcasts, you hear all the same companies on all the same podcasts. So unless there's someone like Spotify where it makes sense where they're pushing um, their Spotify podcast and they're trying to get big names on there, why not just do it independently and just take in all the money yourself? He was be on every show. platform. He was doing his show independently for a little before he went to Spotify. And I think he went to Spotify and saw his numbers vastly increase. Yeah. So Spotify really boosted his listens with that deal. And they were really behind him. But I also think that he doesn't accredit Spotify to helping boost those. And he thinks his listing has grown, so his money's got to grow. And it's like, that that's not how you do business, Joe. But also, you know the type of person Joe Budden is from watching <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there's no way I could work with him. He pro he probably one of the worst employees in all of the industry. Like if we, <laughs> Joe Budden is unruly, so you need to be on your p's and q's. And I know he wasn't. <laughs> Maybe Joe will learn one day, but it just doesn't seem like today is that day. He's claiming that all of at the heart of this matter, it's the wage disparity. 
because um, to whatever they offered him, they said they offered him a good contract that was ex- way bigger than the last one. Whatever they offered him won't make any sense against the 196 they gave the ringer. And I don't know why somebody can't explain this to him. I don't know, man. Joe Budden just... Hey, sometimes we overvalue each other, and we we find out very quickly in the open market that that's, that's not your value. Oh, absolutely. It's I mean, interesting, because his, his listens will probably go down a little, because Spotify backed him so hard. I wonder if they could if they were just gonna be petty and like actually you can't even post your podcast on Spotify anymore. They probably won't let him. That'll be fucking hilarious. Cause he said in his rent that September twenty third is the last time you'll be able to hear a podcast from him on Spotify. So they'll probably take his shit down, honestly. Oof. Wonder if they now it gets I, tricky. Do they own that catalog of the time you were at Spotify? So you can't even people can't even listen to the podcast episodes anymore. I don't know. That would be something that definitely would probably be worth getting into. But what I will say is probably because they offered. I remember when he signed, they offered him a bag. I just can't remember what it was. Joe Bunny's Spotify deal. Let me see. Let me see what they're talking about. That's a that's a thing with all these podcasts. Like I'm pretty sure Rogan, when he negotiated his deal, he like still had access and owns all the. You know all the podcasts and stuff when he was going to Spotify, uh, but yeah, he's ending his exclusive Spotify deal. He's taking his stuff off the platform because the company is it. I, I, I can't even click it, but he he's taking the stuff off the Spotify platform, and he currently makes about five hundred thousand a year. Hmm. So mm, if I made about five hundred, you gave the ringer one ninety six. Even if I did that mental breakdown, I would still be very short on some money. Yeah. So I guess, I, mm, but we got to remember, Joe was just that complex bullshit. I don't think they make a great deal of money at everyday struggle on that show. And then his rap career was in Dormus for a while. So 500000 was probably big when he signed the contract. I have to imagine there was more money involved to get the exclusive deal. I don't know. Let me see what his net worth is. That's going to really tell us. Because I don't think his net worth was high last time. Yeah, his net worth is about six mil. So five hundred thousand was probably right around what they gave him. Maybe like initially, and then you obviously get percentage of like the yeah, probably deals. incentives and shit. God, that is an ugly tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of ugly tattoos, there's a lot of new hype about Drake's new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Drake, Drake do got some ugly tattoos as well. Wasn't uh, somebody making fun of him for having like a Zoom call of tattoos on his back? Oof. That was so fucking funny. Like, ugh, too good. Yeah, um, he's been teasing at the new album. Um, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out soon. A lot of people. There was a lot of wait. A lot of people thought it was coming out this weekend. Actually, didn't seem to come out this weekend. So, it's gonna be called Certified Lover Boy. He's been uh, gifting up gifts to send to other celebrities to promote it. And he did that this weekend, so I guess that's why everyone thought it was coming out this weekend, but it didn't. So I probably say soon is so subjective, especially when it comes to music, because we heard Frank Ocean say soon for three years. So <laughs> I'd say worst case scenario, October, best case scenario next two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if Drake gave y'all some Labor Day vibes. I was just so, looking up on some website. They said 
All signs point to Drake's album dropping before Labor Day on September 7th. See, I wouldn't be mad at some Labor Day vibes. <laughs> but I also wouldn't be surprised if October's very own makes us wait until October. Mm. I mean, it's not like he really pushes OVO big time like that. I mean, he still pushes, obviously, but it's not like in your face about it. Yeah, it's never really in your face. According to him, um, it's going to be shorter than Scorpion. He said, last album I went home. Uh, this album, I'll probably make it more realistic offering, something more concise. I'm excited. I, I truly, with that title, I'm thinking it's going to be like Drake vibes, Drake vibes. Like mm, maybe maybe a mix of Scorpio, like half and half of each. It, it can't be none of this island tang. It can't be none of this British flow. It can't be none of his British drill rap. I need it to just be Drake. I feel like with a name like Certified Lover Boy, you're kind of like fucking around. You're not taking it seriously, and I kind of hope that. Or my first thought was um, Taylor just Taylor Swift just came out with a album called Lover. Do you think there's a Taylor Swift feature on it? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be atrocious. Just what would Taylor Swift offer to a like? What would a Taylor Swift Drake collab even sound like? Bad, terrible. Then again, I don't know because I was looking at the stats earlier when I was looking into Certified Lover Boy. God, I can't wait to blast that shit. Oh, <laughs> it seems like the album was made for me. It's <laughs> I ain't even heard it yet. Oh okay. but, uh, When I was looking at it, they were talking about all the people Drake has put on. He's got like crazy numbers when it comes to like people he's helped get like their first Billboard 100 hit or people that he's helped hit twice. Like the list is ridiculous. People probably you would never even heard of if it wasn't for Drake. Why do I feel like I've seen this? Did you send this to us by any chance? I don't think I did. Because um, I saw a post of like Drake's like assists or whatever they wanted to call yeah, it. Yeah, that's what it was. It must have been like Hoodville or something. It truly? Oh shit, you know what? I don't think you're wrong. I think I got it saved. Let me see if I can find that shit. It probably was Hoodville, because he do love some Drake. I mean, like, people don't like to admit it. And, like, people hate when, like, Drake hops on, like, a single that people are like, oh, he's, like, clout chasing it. But, like, it works for everybody. Like, usually when Drake hops on a song, it does pop off, and people do get a good, like, views off of that. Oh, absolutely. It, it almost always does. Yeah, so, like, people are, like, always hopping on the wave. I'm like, listen. He would hop on this podcast and give some eyes. I'm not mad at it. If I was a rapper, he was hopping a song. Go right the fuck ahead, dude. And let's make a music video for it. Because he usually hops on a music video, too. Yeah. He be he be out there. Damn, I can't even find the Drake's. Actually, you know what? If I typed it in, it probably would. He really do be out there. I just hate when he like, steals other people's flows. Yeah, he does like to, uh, he does like to cultural appropriate the flow. Damn, I didn't save it. But yeah, it's a ton of people. No, I am excited. I always like a good old Drake album. I feel like Drake is almost R&B. He a rapper, but he's almost R&B as well. And unless you're Chris Brown, because that's just a whole other ball game. I feel like R&B singers make you wait so long for a new album. That's where Drake's like in the in-between, because it's only been two years in Scorpio. Not Scorpio, Scorpion, so I'm not mad at that. But I feel like R&B singers, you could be waiting three, four years for the next album. Yeah, I was listening to Frank's album the other day, and I was like, bro, this is so good. And I was like, I don't know when we're going to get a new album anytime soon. Yeah, it probably will be no time soon. 
unless you're literally Chris Brown. If you're Chris Brown, you're gonna get another album in four months. It's gonna be another forty-five songs. And for some reason, somebody's gonna tell you it's good. I don't know why, but I also feel like I remember seeing the other day where someone was talking about how Russ used to drop like a song every week. Oh, he did. Yeah, and then like how you could see the exponential growth from him doing that. And I was like, bro, more artists should really be doing this. He had an interview with Joe Budden like last year before Joe Budden was uh, on Spotify heavy when Budden and Charlemagne were doing like the sit down one on one interviews, and he was explaining how he went from living at his friend's house to recording in his friend's basement to like who Russ is now. Literally for like four years, he did ass dropped a new song every week on Friday, and then when he had enough songs, he'd make it into a mixtape, and he kept doing that until he had some buzz, and then he. Would keep dropping songs one by one by one, and then you making an album and throw like one or two of those songs on it, so people would then go listen to the album. It's actually genius that it worked for him. Yeah, that's smart. Man, y'all are lucky I didn't have wasn't born with a voice because I would have been a problem. <laughs> people hate Russ, but I really truly <laughs> fuck with Russ. Russ's music is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, he has some really good ones. Does he still drop music? I don't really listen to Russ, so I don't really know. Uh, he'll put out a little music here and there. I haven't really heard like a Rush project in a while. Uh, see how people change once they get famous? Can't trust them, dude. You're not wrong. <laughs> no, I feel like you can't plan. keep doing that, though. He had a game plan to get from point A to point B. Got to point B, and he's like, all right, now I can chill. The last song of his that like really popped off was Best on Earth, wasn't it? Huh? His song, Best on Earth. Is that the last? Let me see. Because I'm not going to lie, I play all the Russ's shit. I feel like I heard something different in that. That's on oh, Earth. God. Yeah, that was the last one that popped off as far as in the U.S. It hit. Oh, y'all ain't even heard that Take You Back single yet. My bad. Mm. Oh, it's with Kalani. Ooh, oh, I love Kalani. Yeah, that joint was a, a bop. I'm not listening to that. I'm saving it right now. I came out. Oh, it literally just dropped like a couple of days ago. Oh, like Friday. It's on my drive, I think. Yeah, August 27th. It's different. You said what? He came out with an album this year. Was it the beginning of the year? May 19th, 2020, called Shake the Snow Globe. Oh, uh, yeah. It hit number four in the US. I've seen a few. I've I, I seen a few of these songs already. Oh, I, seven. Yeah. I ain't fall in love with it, but it was all right. Zoo was Zoo might really be one of the top Zoo might be one of the top five R and B albums of my lifetime. Really? For me personally. And I know people who hate Russ aren't gonna love it. You said Zoo? Yeah. I'll have to check this out. They had the flute song, it had Kill 'em All, it had voicemails, Parkstone Drive. That John was a bop. Oh, 2018. Okay. Um, wow, a lot of shit on here. Yeah. I was gonna say you guys just want to get into some music and TV since we're already kinda halfway there. It does seem like we're there. Yeah, might as well. Um, I, I, I'll start off. I'll go first. <laughs> oh, God. Hold my back. Um, TV-wise, I'm still just watching the game. Still just watching the game. It's good. It's good. Music, I done circle back to that Wale. Circle back to that Wow. That's crazy. And I've been listening to that Sumi featuring Kelly Price. That genre hit. Hits every time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly because he just won a VMA for it last night. And then I just got done watching All You The One 
the reality TV show on CBS. Uh, yeah. Uh, the front broad, the front bottoms dropped a new album. It's Sickness and Flames. Have not listened to it, so I'll eventually listen to it at some point, probably five years from now. Um, TV wise, having Anna watch through How I Met Your Mother. We're still in season one, so definitely give that a watch if you haven't already. Have you never seen it? No, she's she's watched like a couple seasons. And she was like, "Can we just start from there?" And I was like, "No, we have to obviously start from the beginning." Okay. Yeah, so we're doing that now. Yeah, great show. If you want to learn about life, and definitely still 100% holds up. Um, I think that's been about it. So thank you for listening as always. We appreciate you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Porch Talk, Facebook, Porch Talk No A. Um, leave us your on Apple Podcasts, share on Spotify, hit our DMs because we're going to be getting ready for the um, trivia and probably next week or so. Um, that's it. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Peace. Yeah, we all gonna die. I was worried to be honest, but it's all going right. When I first laid eyes, I was awful and tight. And I might be off something, but I'm all in now. I'm bored in the house, and I'm in the house, boy. Boy, bored in the house, and I'm in the house, boy. Boy, bored in the motherfucking house, boy. And I'm bored in the motherfucking house, boy. 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 Motherfucking house, boy. Bored in the motherfucking house, boy. Nine in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light get a black nigga shot.